the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Pastor Leighton Sheely is back with another edition of Study Verse by Verse and is continuing in the book of Matthew. Of the four Gospels, only Matthew includes this story of the visit of the wise men. Uh, these men had traveled um, a thousand miles or more. The, the least estimate that I found in scholars is 900 miles, so perhaps a thousand miles or more, in order to see this newborn king of the Jews. At the end of last week, Pastor Layton took us through verse by verse the first chapter of the book of Matthew, and he'll move into the second chapter today. If you would like to hear that broadcast series again, you can find it on the website highlands.us. That's highlands.us. You'll also find details about the two upcoming Christmas Eve services. The first is at 6 p.m. and the second at 8 p.m. And we'd love to see you on Christmas Eve. Again, the details are on the website. And now as we begin, Pastor Layton gives us a bit of a review. I'd like to invite you to turn in your Bibles to the second chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 2. And uh, if you want to know Jesus more, the, the, the place to do it is in the Gospels. There are four of them that begin the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are each is a biographical sketch of the life and ministry of Christ. Each has its own emphasis. Matthew emphasizes Jesus as king, and Mark emphasizes Jesus as servant. Luke emphasizes Jesus as the son of man, and John emphasizes Jesus as the son of God. Two of the four were written by apostles. The apostles were those 12 men that Jesus chose to be with him during his earthly ministry. Those gospels were written by Matthew and John. Mark uh, is mentioned in the book of Acts. He's also known as John Mark. Uh, he was an associate, uh, an assistant to the apostle Peter. And uh, Luke not only gave us the gospel by that name, but also uh, Acts as well. He was a traveling companion of the apostle Paul. So all four of the gospels were either written by Uh, apostles or by their direct associates. Now the first verse is significant. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Of the four Gospels, Matthew is the best choice to begin the New Testament because if a reader were to go from somewhere in the Old Testament to somewhere in the New Testament, like for instance Romans, they might be confused trying to connect, find the connection between the two Testaments, the Old Testament and the New. But Matthew's Gospel is the perfect bridge that uh, connects the links of the Old Testament with the New. Uh, Throughout the Old Testament, God was promising a Savior and describing that Savior, and Jesus Christ fulfilled those descriptions. In fact, the word fulfilled is a key word in understanding Matthew's Gospel. He uses it about 15 times. This Gospel is saturated with uh, quotations and allusions to Old Testament Scripture to show that Jesus indeed fulfilled the Old Testament uh, promises concerning the Messiah, the Savior, the one that God would send. And uh, because Jesus fulfilled the uh, prophecies of the Old Testament so completely, uh, we know that the Old Testament only could come from God because only God could describe the future in such uh, precise detail. And we also know that Jesus was indeed who God sent because He fulfilled those promises in great detail. And because of that we know that we can trust Him as our Savior and our Lord. 
He is the supreme ruler of time and eternity, heaven and earth, humans and angels. He lives today sitting at the right hand of his Father in heaven, and he will return to judge the living and the dead. Now we're here at chapter 2 of Matthew's Gospel. And the events that Matthew is describing here take place during the time of King Herod. Uh, As the Roman Empire expanded around 63 BC, the general Pompey uh, advanced on Jerusalem and captured that city as well as the surrounding territory. And the Roman Empire installed local people to rule on their behalf. And Herod, an Idumean Nabataean by bloodline, ruled under Rome from 37 to 4 BC. Now sometimes we use the word Herod, people are reading through the scriptures, they get confused because uh, there's actually more than one Herod that is mentioned in the Bible. This Herod was known as Herod the Great. Now the entire family was really messed up because the family was filled with lies and murder and treachery and adultery. Uh, This uh, Herod the Great uh, was a ruthless man. The reason he uh, got the title Great was not because of who he was, but because of what he did. He was a builder, a great builder. He oversaw the building of the temple and other projects. That's how he got the title uh, uh, great. After his death, his area, his region was divided among three of his sons. One of those sons was named Herod uh, Antipas, and that was the Herod that killed John the Baptist and taunted Jesus in the hours before his crucifixion. Herod the Great, named here, died around March of 4 B.C., And since this Herod was alive when uh, the Magi arrived from Jerusalem, the dating of Jesus' birth is placed by many scholars as between 4 and 6 B.C. Now that's a bit confusing for some of us. We look at the calendar today, the Christian calendar today, and say, wait a minute, how was Jesus born in 4 or 6 B.C.? Shouldn't uh, B.C. stand before Christ and A.D. stand for Anno Domine, or in the year of our Lord, or after Christ? Uh, How come Jesus was born in 4 to 6 B.C.? And uh, the best answer that I found is that uh, the calendar that we use today, we didn't uh, actually implement until around the 6th century, and it was uh, put together based on the calculations of a monk named Dionysius, who probably missed a couple of years in there. So Jesus was probably born between 4 and 6 B.C. Of the four Gospels, only Matthew includes this story of the visit of the wise men, uh, these men had traveled um, over a thousand miles or more. The, the least estimate that I found in scholars is 900 miles, so perhaps a thousand miles or more, in order to see this newborn king of the Jews. And when they found him, they responded with great joy and worship and gifts. And this is a far different approach that many people have uh, today. Some uh, unbelievers expect God to come looking for us instead of us looking for him. And, uh, and to explain himself and to prove who he is and to give us gifts. But the truly wise still seek and worship Jesus, not for what they can get, but for who he is. So let's consider carefully now the story of the wise men. We're in Matthew chapter 2. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. 
For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. The passage begins now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea. Before the birth of Jesus, Joseph and Mary had traveled from Nazareth to Galilee in order to do their part in the census that had been ordered by Caesar Augustus. Matthew chapter 1 ends with Jesus being born and named. And as chapter 2 opens, the time frame has jumped ahead as much as two years. So the manger scene that we oftentimes see uh, where the shepherds and the wise men are together is actually not true to Scripture. Uh, Remember that the shepherds responded immediately to the invitation by the angel to visit the baby born this day in the city of David, wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. The Magi probably arrived many months later, and perhaps as much as two years. In Matthew chapter 2, Jesus is called a child instead of an infant or baby, and the wise men went to a house and not a stable. So apparently, Mary and Joseph had decided to stay in Bethlehem instead of returning to Nazareth uh, after the census taking. Now, some have suggested that was probably because uh, it was not good for the baby to travel or mom to travel so soon after the birth. But there's also a possible other reason, and that is that in Matthew chapter 13 and Mark chapter 6, we find Joseph described as a tecton. Now, sometimes that's interpreted as a carpenter, but actually... It's more of a contractor or a a builder. It's more than just simply a carpenter. So it's possible that under the circumstances of Mary's rather inexplicable pregnancy, perhaps the opportunity for a fresh start was just what the family needed. And Joseph's skills would have been in demand just about anywhere. Now it talks about this little village of Bethlehem. Bethlehem is located about five or six miles south of Jerusalem. And this little city holds great significance for the Jewish people because it was here that Jacob buried his beloved wife Rachel. And it was here that Ruth met Boaz. And it was here that King David grew up. Hence, it was known as the city of David in memory of its most prominent citizen. However, the most important thing about Bethlehem is it was here that the prophet Micah prophesied the Messiah would be born. Bethlehem means house of bread, and it was here where the bread of life came to earth. Now let's study the passage in greater detail. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. Now the name given to these wise men is Magi, and we get these insights from Herodotus. 
He said that they were originally a Median tribe of the empire of the Persians, the Medo-Persian Empire as it's known, that they had attempted to overthrow the Persians. The attempt failed and from that time they became a tribe of priests. Uh, They were teachers and instructors for the Persian kings. They were king makers and uh, they were known as being men of holiness and wisdom, skilled in philosophy, medicine, the natural sciences, astronomy, astrology, and so forth. And we'll end there on today's edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. He's going to be taking us through the book of Matthew for a number of weeks on into the new year. I hope you can join us. If you've missed any of the broadcasts, you'll find them on the website highlands.us. And we'll pick up right where we're leaving off today, tomorrow at this same time. I hope you can join us. There are two Christmas Eve services on Tuesday. Well, I guess that's Christmas Eve. And we'd love to have you be a part of one of them, if you can. They are at 6 p.m. and 8 p.m., but double-check the website. There seems to be some confusion about the time for the second service. The details are at highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Come back tomorrow at this same time as Pastor Layton opens the Word of God once again to the book of Matthew, the second chapter, and helps us study verse by verse. 